Just you keep getting set up. I just need to get myself set up. Just give me a second. Dear listener, I've just found some jam on my sleeve. Lovely. Oh, Hamish can still hear me. Oh, no. <laughs> so I was thinking that obviously we can't be together right now. We can't be in the same place. We're both very sad about this. I'm, I miss you dearly. But maybe I could virtually join you. So I'm going to put on my VR headset and I'm going to get transported okay. to right okay. next. I'll, 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 clear, I'll clear some space for you. You're going to be here. Get I'm it? loading in. Okay. He's, he's loading in. Oh, okay, Wookie. I think, can, can you see me? I should be like, I'm sat next to you, just on your... On your I, right, I I can't see you, but or I can see like uh you know in D and D right when you do a scrying spell, there's like a floating eyeball. There's like a, there's the, there's a floating eye that's appeared next to me. Yeah, I, I'd appreciate if you didn't poke it. It, it is a little painful. Oh, I've got to sorry, be sorry. I yeah, I assumed it was holographic. No, of course it's it's an extension of your being. Yeah, there's big old haptic feedback. It was like I was being poked in the eye. Like my little oh. headset just put two little pins in. Oh god, I'm so, okay. I'll, I'll I'll be more careful. I'll, I'll be more careful. Yeah, I, I paid more for it to be able to hurt me. I, that might seem counterintuitive, but it's worth it in the long run. Yeah, no, it, in in the long run, the um, the health benefits, Im immersion. It's it's good for your um, uh, your gut flora. Uh, yes, I'm okay. Okay, I didn't want to bring it up on the podcast. I am having some <laughs> gut problems. I. <laughs> That's how I was able to get the VR headset. Like the, it's it's a medical thing. You put right? it on the NHS using. <laughs> you didn't have to using a VR headset for half an hour is the equivalent of drinking a Yakult. Yeah. So so thank you very much, taxpayers. You've managed to get me an Oculus Quest too. So uh... Oculus. Oculus. Yeah, it's the special version. It's the, it's the medical version. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, Hamish. I I'm concerned that I'm using the wrong microphone. So uh. I might have to export that as a separate bit of audio. Hold on. You might have to stop and resync. Welcome back, everybody, to a little show we like to do here at the weekends, or as you call it, Thursday. It's, of course, Boy Review, hosted by me, Hamish. And me, Wilkie. I took a sip of water right as you were leading into that, and I almost, almost scuffed it. Drowned. It almost drowned, yeah. Serious, serious business. You, you can drown in a sip of water. Mm. I've heard of it. Famously. I've heard of drowning. You've heard of drowning, have you? Yeah, three years of lifeguard training, and I... I've heard of drowning. Yeah, they, that's what they teach you. They, they teach you what drowning is. That's it. In three years, you come out. Well, okay. They could have get you mentally prepared for the idea of drowning for two and a half years. And then the final six months is telling you about drowning. Yeah, because it's all that you don't know what it is. It's a, a very like scary concept, right? Drowning. So you got to it's it's mostly just making sure that you're cool, uh, like as a lifeguard being near that sort of thing. Yeah, because then you've got to get in the water yeah. like the water is what is making people die that's like if that was like if you asked me to dive into a bed of knives yeah like you, you see you see someone getting stabbed by a, a a knife floor and you just throw yourself onto the knives like why would you want to go in exactly but they teach you how to or they don't teach you how to dive onto knives for that you need to ask like a magician yeah but for the water they teach you how to mentally prepare yourself to sort of fight 
water with water. Yes. Rather, yes. Otherwise known in the business, I believe, as swimming. Okay, Wilkie, obviously you've also done this lifeguard training, so I'm just kind of like preaching to the choir here. But yeah. for all the listeners out there, then they, they've they learned something today. They have. Yeah, I hope so. That's that's Boy Review's motto. We hope you learn something. We hope you learn something. Also, uh, uh, what was... The, uh, the, uh, be good, good to each other. Be, be good, good to each other. Yes. <laughs> So, Wookie, have you been up to anything this week? I know we always ask, and I know lockdown is very much one of those times where the answer is no. It's very often just not much, yeah. Um, I it, it's it's been a nice week. It's been a nice week. We, uh, you know, lots of the normal stuff that I talk about. You know, we all cook for each other here in the house, so we we had some nice food this week. Uh, get to get to. It's it's nice getting to eat something that you didn't have to put any effort into, right? Like. Because there's nights where I will cook and like making food for four people isn't any more stressful than making food for one person. Like it's just a bigger pot, right? P- pretty much. Um, and so cooking for four people is fun. And then and the, the other three or four nights of the week when you're not cooking, um, four or five maybe, um, you don't have to put any effort in. So it's it feels it feels great. We, we talked about cooking meals for other people like super early on uh, because... It's because it's good. I mean, both agree that cooking is good. Cooking was good, good back then. I, I think is what we landed on. And I'd still agree that cooking is good, good. I'm with you that it's it's nice to not have to cook for yourself, even if it's just sort of getting a takeaway or something. I know that 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 adds an extra big cost to it all, but it's it's sometimes nice just to kick back, not have to worry about any of these chores of life. Yeah. It's chores, not fun. Sure. You have to do them. Chores are not fun. They're like a they're like a good bad. They're overall, no, or a bad good. Good, bad. Like, you don't want to do them, good. but, like, you end up with a positive outcome at the end, I guess. Do you ever anger chores? Because this this might come back in something where, like, I watch, I, I'm going to talk more about this film later on, but I watched uh, Emperor's New Groove last night, and there's a scene where Pacher and his wife, whose name I've forgotten, um, two of the main characters, are sort of arguing very briefly, and then she's like, I need to go and clean. And it's just like taking her anger out on the the chores. And I could very much empathize with with that attitude. If I'm ever annoyed or angry for any reason, it's like, you know what? I'm going to go and do the dishes. And that's that's when I have the fuel to just scrub away at that little bit of dirt, put it aside. Because then my anger has been useful. And I've put it into something where I can be like, yes, I've achieved. You see, I haven't been annoyed or angry much recently. Like... I, I can't think of a time recently when I got like really annoyed or angry, but like on the flip side, like doing a, a nice, a nice bowl of washing up, like especially plates, like if you've got an, a big stack of dirty plates, that that's very calming. So I can imagine that if I were angry, it could bring me down to a normal state. Uh, it's incredibly satisfying. If you've got a big pile of plates and you just like, you're washing them and you're stacking them up and you get like a nice, uh, you know, stegosaurus of of plates of clean plates in the uh, in the drying rack that's very satisfying because also what helps me when i'm doing the chores is uh izzy does come up and she sort of puts her hand on mine and and she says the sun's getting real low and that just brings me all the way back down to to where i need to be oh that's cute i thought i thought it was going to be a uh you know ghost the film about the the pottery film (laughs) she just comes up behind me and sort of like washes the dishes as well it's like i'm a four-armed octopus yeah, like forearms from uh, Ben Ten, or like forearms from Ben Ten. Good show, good show. Wilkie, did you did you watch much Ben Ten? Honestly, no, I didn't. 
Uh, it was occasionally <laughs> on the telly when I was trying to watch something else, and that was pretty much it. I never really got. I never. I I got into it as in I thought it was cool, but I never like watched it regularly. It's just a funny thing to bring up. No, I wholeheartedly agree. Again, Ben Ten is one of those things where it's like, cool, kids can turn into lots of different aliens. Fucking sick. Yeah. I'm not watching this we, though. I'm waiting for the next show. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I actually wanted to watch The Simpsons. I'm I I just passed by this channel on my way to Channel Four to watch The Simpsons. Uh, I I I recently I finished a, a rewatch a rewatch recently of uh Star Wars Rebels. Ooh, okay. Uh, yes. Not Star Wars Resistance, which I've heard is bad. Um I kind of want to watch it anyway just because like Star Wars content is Star Wars content, but uh Star Wars Resistance. And it's one of those things where like in 5 years time there's going to be a film which has like a little reference to it. You're like, oh, if you want to understand who that little droid is, you need to watch this TV show." It's like, yeah. Fuck, I already had to do that with Rebels and uh clone wars now i've got to do this other thing uh but oh. yeah finished a, a rewatch of star wars rebels you've seen rebels right uh, i've seen rebels yes i spent quite a bit of lockdown getting through a bunch of the old star i say old the old-ish star wars animated tv shows yeah get caught up on rebels all. good if uh if if you don't want spoilers for rebels go somewhere else we're gonna talk about it it's an old show we're gonna skip ahead a little bit uh yeah sk- skip ahead a bit if you don't suppose rebel but like the ending i love the ending right I-, I love all of rebels right but it's it's hard to discuss all of rebels in a, a shortish podcast right uh coming up to the end especially watching it with someone who'd never watched it before so uh i was watching it uh because uh malix and i had watched rebels last term and then we brought in sophie uh and and malix's girlfriend megan to watch uh watch it for the first time and watching that like that final season with it with someone who doesn't know what's going on or like doesn't know what is going to happen so much fun the the little bits of foreshadowing at the uh, uh, uh like when um when thrawn speaks to the bendu and bendu's like i foresee your defeat encircled like many arms and i was like that's that's gonna happen well i I'm very excited about Rebels because obviously they're starting to incorporate some of those ideas into Mandalorian. That was part of the reason I wanted to watch it as well because season two kind of touches on a few of these ideas. It does, yeah. Uh, so uh, you get to see Ahsoka again and she has her, her white lightsabers. There's a couple of references to the Darksaber, which did appear in Clone Wars, but you get a bit more of it in Rebels. And then uh, they've sort of talked about how Thrawn, there is going to, probably be a live action version of the character yeah. though not played by benedict cumberbatch because he says he doesn't he want doesn't to want do it. It. i've but i've heard he's being played by the voice actor who i think is i i'd hope it would be someone Matt like that. mickelson's brother i think lars mickelson is Maybe. the name i have in my head i might be wrong um he's brilliant i love thrawn L- lots of thrawn impressions going on in the house recently he's such a because i think he's such a cool villain because even at the end of the day yeah he gets defeated but also it's in kind of a way of like, well, he's taken out of the fight. Like even even once they've gone down to the, they can't like just defeat him in combat or whatever. They have to be like, you know what? We've just got to. He's too good. We've just got to take him so far out of the battlefield. He can't do anything about yeah. it. Yeah, they have to. They have to basically sacrifice their their last. Well, at the time, their only Jedi on the Rebel Force to then just bamf this guy out into space yeah in, into into like the unknown regions yeah it's such a cool ending because comparing thrawn to someone like vader right like similar levels of like 
being the big bad of their respective series is. Vader, like, famously goes around force choking people who disappoint him, right? And, like, like pretty much, like, we'll just kill an Imperial officer if they screw up. Um, Thrawn is is really interesting because he he gives people a chance and he's like, look, if, if you come to me and you tell me that you screwed up, then that's fine, right? Because nobody's perfect. Like, he... But then if you lie to him, if you if if you sort of try to cover up the fact that you screwed up and try to, yeah, like pull the wool over his eyes, he's far too smart for that. That's the point where he he's he becomes disappointed in you. And he, so he's, yeah, I, ironically, much more human compared like as like one of the only aliens in in uh, like the, the whole empire. The, the empire's thing is it's only it's pretty much only humans. Yeah, it's one of the it's. Yeah, that because I also like his sort of like tactical mind, his way that he'll let the rebels and other people that he's fighting have some victories because he knows that that victory doesn't matter and it's just going to make their eventual defeat all the more sweet. Yeah, because it and it, and it's also just sort of like oh they think that's a victory but actually that's made them cocky. They think they'll be able to pull the same trick again. So then they're going to try it again and we're going to we're going to catch get them, out, them on, the, yeah. on a much bigger thing. A, a perfect example of Thrawn's policy of like own up to it and it's fine that he sends out a hundred of these scout droids, right? One of them does happen to land on Asalon. They reprogram it and send it back home, uh, back to the ship to self-destruct when it docks. And they're like, yeah, we like we beat them. That we we destroyed a star destroyer. But Thrawn says, well, clearly the rebels reprogrammed it, so it has to be, have been from one of the one hundred planets we sent a droid to. Brilliant. We, we they've just narrowed our search for us from any number of planets to just one hundred, and then we can start refining it from there. And and I think that's 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 what makes him such a great fan. And I think yeah, he does. He is one of those parts which was very entertaining for the show. Very much like every show he was in, it's like, okay, I'll, I'll watch this one. There were some episodes of Rebels where I'd skip through, but overall, I think it's still, it's still pretty good. Yeah, maybe, for me, not as good as as Clone Wars, but I'd I'd, I'd give it a strong, uh, maybe like a bad good. Yeah, there's. There, I don't know. Maybe that's being a bit mean. It, it could be being a bit mean. There, there there are definitely some duds. There's some there's some filler towards the beginning. Yeah, but it it gets it gets good good towards the end. Yeah, that's the thing. Like over the whole, I think I'm thinking like over the whole season. It's uh, over the whole series. Yeah, four even. seasons. Um, yeah, a, a bad good because yeah, there, there's some duds. There's some filler. It's aimed at a little bit younger audience. People our age maybe don't uh, aren't able to to vibe with it as much. But like again, yeah, towards the end, push it like pushes up to good good. So it's definitely worth watching the thing. So I I was thinking about talking about Rebels today, Hambo. Because yeah, like I said, we recently finished our rewatch, and and it's on my mind. I was thinking about Star Wars today. I've been doing some world building for Terra, um, coming up with some names for uh, your D and D campaign. Yeah, my my D and D world. Uh, doing some names for skyships. So I I was I was looking at like various wikis. I was looking at the Star Wars wiki for like how they classify ships, uh, as well as the Star Trek wiki. And this led me down a rabbit hole, and it gave me an idea for a quiz. Okay. Uh, in uh, in the style of my famous. Uh, as we've mentioned before, award-winning uh, World of Warcraft location or Kentucky Derby winner. Uh, and what it was going to be, it was going to be um, which one of these two characters is a Star Wars character. So I I, I have an example here. Uh, and that is 
So I basically, I'll give you two names. You tell me which one is the Star Wars character. Uh, this is just the example, so it's going to be easy. Cal L or Cal Kestis? Uh, I know that's Cal Kestis. Yeah. I think he's he's the Jedi from Fallen Order. Yes. The video game. And then Cal L is Superman. <laughs> um, and I tried to make this quiz, right? We talked about my quizzes. We talked about maybe making them shorter for like this podcast format. I was going to do like five questions and sort of we have some banter in between. Um, I only managed to do one. Yeah. I only managed one. I couldn't find any. And oh, no. I couldn't find any names that were similar enough. But I have one, and it's very good. Um, and that is uh, Bip Bipper Dotter or Depa Bilaba. So it's Bip Bipper Dotter or Depa Bilaba. Depa Bilaba. Depa Bilaba. Which one of those is a Star Wars character? I I can't even now as I'm trying to say them back to myself. I can't remember what both of their names are. It's so yeah. they're so confusing. That, that's the thing, like because Star Wars names have that pattern of just ma- like being just made of like just a noises yeah. in a row. Uh, I would have to say, I feel like Bip is a is isn't enough of a Star Wars Eve thing. I feel like the the, the second okay. name. Is is more Star Warsy? Okay. Uh, you are correct. Depa Bilaba yeah. was uh, Caleb Jume, later Kanan Jarrus's master. Uh, uh, okay. I want to guess who Bip Bipper Dotter actually is, because they they're, they are a real character. Bip Bipper Dotter sounds like they'd be from something Disney related. Just uh, I want to say yeah, if it's from something like Upside Down Magic, I'm gonna flex. <laughs> I feel like it'd be from that sort of show. Uh, it's like here's your new professor, Bip Bipper. You're not actually super far off. Um, Bip Bipper Dotter is uh the guy who sings Manamana. You know the the purple hair, p- purple skin, orange hair muppet. Uh, okay. The guy who sings Manamana is named Bip okay, Bipper Dotter. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that that didn't go anywhere, right? That quiz didn't go anywhere because I couldn't find enough names that were similar enough, and also like that were funny enough to make like an interesting quiz. But I landed on something that I could make a quiz out of. Um, is this location from Star Wars or Lord of the Rings? I I, I considered okay, Star Wars okay. or Star Trek, but that I thought that would be too hard because it would just be the name of a planet and like just it would fully be a toss up, right? So that 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 would have been too difficult. So yes, Star Wars or Lord of the Rings. So I'm going to tell you the name of a location. You will tell me whether it's from Star Wars or Lord of the Rings, right? The the leader of sci-fi versus the leader of fantasy, some would say. I often position myself as the leader of fantasy. I come in and I'm like, you know what? I I lead you nerds yeah, now. Much like a dungeon master. I come yeah, I come in with my big jacked up arms. I just throw dice at them. <laughs> okay. And I just all my and all my dice say 20 on them. So whatever I roll, I get a 20. And they're like, well, I, well I've just been crit. I guess I've oh, lost. No, oh, no. no. You, you hit them right on the uh, masking tape on their glasses. And it breaks it. it breaks Actually, them all my dice say 21. They can't even They can't even tie with me. My my D22. Yeah. Oh, no. You are, you're like the chosen one. Yeah. Shwing. <laughs> no, but the thing is, my D22, just it goes up to 22 normally. So it's like everything you roll is a 21. I have a chance to roll a 22. And it's like the climactic moment at the end, and I roll a twenty-two, and I beat. So earlier in the earlier in the film, you will have rolled like a four. Yeah, I rolled a one at the start of the film. Yeah, and everyone's like, "You're you can't do this. How can you not roll the best on your dice? You're so you're so bad at random chance." Woo! Also, put it in a microwave and like make it weighted because you're cheating, so I'm allowed to cheat. Um. Okay, here we go. Question number one. Formanos. Formanos. I always repeat it like, like I always, 
Star, Star Wars. Wars planet. That's a Star Wars planet. Yeah, I think it's it's going to be Ooh, all and fire. Interesting guess. Um, a gassy. Gas- gassy. I'm, a bit, I'm a bit gassy right now. Yeah, it's eating some beans for lunch. Um, yeah. I'm afraid you are incorrect. Formanos is a city in Lord of the Rings. Uh, now, Wookie, I'm going to give you a little hint about what Hambo knows about. I've seen yes. four Lord of the Rings films. I've seen, well, three and a half. I've seen the first half uh-huh. of the first Lord of the Ring film. Brilliant. And I've seen all three of the Hobbit films. And i got to tell you, I know very little about that movie. Do you know what I can remember? I can remember two things. Actually, I remember three things. Because one thing appeared in the game. There was a okay. big spider woman. I know of that. There is. I know yep. that there's a guy called Frodo and the Shire. I know there's a fucking awesome scene where some dwarves and a hobbit go down a river in some barrels. And it's the best <laughs> the thing ever. Barrel scene. Okay. Uh... When it goes from 4K IMAX to a uh, little tiny GoPro. Amazing. Mwah. M- Michael Jackson does some good movies. <laughs> Wait, who? <laughs> I can't remember what his actual name is. Peter Jackson, you idiot. Okay. (laughs) Michael Jackson sure does know how to make a good movie, huh? Um, Yeah, okay. Question number two, okay? You can can pull this one back, maybe. We'll see. Uh, Question number two is Chandrilla. That feels like a very Lord of the Rings thing. Like Chandrilla. If you said it right, it would be like this sort of fancy thing. The place in real... Yeah, but I'm going to say... I'm going to go against that, though. I think this is a a double bluff. I think... No, it's a bluff. I think it's... Okay, Star, you Wars. Think it's Star Wars. Well, you are correct. Yeah. Chandrilla is a planet from Star Wars. Yeah. Chandrilla is the base of operations of Senator and later Rebel leader Mon Mothma. Question number three. Uh, you're on one point out of a possible four, but we'll see. Uh, question number three is Scipio. 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 I think that sounds very stupid. Okay. So I think it's Star Wars. Because if it's in Lord of the Rings. Then I'm gonna feel well. I hope it's in Lord of the Rings though, because I'm gonna feel very vindicated. Because if there's a place called Scipio in Lord of the Rings, I'm gonna just be able to turn around to people and be like, "Hey, explain to me Scipio. Why, if your place is Scipio and it can't be that great, Star Wars it work, but in fantasy, it just sounds too okay. dumb." Yeah, uh, Scipio is the homeworld of the intergalactic banking clan, creators of the IG series Assassin Droids, the ones with the tall black heads, the scary ones. Uh, next up, we have Waymeet. Waymeet. Uh, feels very Star Wars. Waymeet. I'm going to go to the planet Waymeet. Uh, but I think it also feels very fancy. So I'm going to say fancy because it sounds like way and meat. Feels like it might be a place where people go and gather. Sort of, it might be near lots of places or on the route to lots of other places. So if you agree to go on an adventure with someone, you'd be like, yo, let's go to Waymeet. It's on the way and we should meet there. So you're saying Lord of the Rings? Yeah, I'm saying Lord of the Rings. You are correct. Waymeet yeah, is I... a town in the West Farthing of the Shire. Not, not doing too badly, Hambo. It's pretty good. Uh, final question is Maridun. Maridun. M-A-R-I-D-U-N. So I think this is Star Wars because it sounds a bit like Marigil, which is a place from the D&D game we play. And so I think you're trying to think, ah, this is like fantasy. Hey, Hamish might think this is fantasy. So I'm going to say that it's not fantasy. It's sci-fi. And then you're going to turn around and be like, no, Hambo, you fucked up. But I think it's, I think it's Star Wars. Hamish, you're too good at this. Yeah. Oh, it's Star right. Wars. Yeah. You're right. Uh, did, I even get it, did I even get what your thinking was to sort of try and trick me? 
Almost, yeah. Like my, my thinking with all of this is I want to find ones that sort of sound like they bridge the gap between both genres. Oh, they uh, do. Mar- like a lot of them yeah. do. Maradon is a planet from the Clone Wars, uh, a planet that, that we see in the Clone Wars, I should say. Uh, it's the home of a race of Lima people, aliens that look like Lemurs, because technically they're not. Uh, so I remember that episode because they're the, they're really pacifists, don't they? They yeah. don't want to fight that, and then and then Obi Wan Kenobi's like, well, you have to fight them because. If you just let them walk all over you, then they're going to just take what they want. Whereas if you can stand your ground, yeah, that's really they're good. Using, it's they're they're testing the that like because uh, it it's uh it's not the Empire, is it? Because obviously it's it's the Clone Wars, it's it's the droids, and they're they're testing oh, yes. out this um this uh anti life bomb that they can shoot into a because obviously that doesn't affect droids; it only affects living. Very matter. scary. And they're test they're ju- they're using they're just testing it on the planet. Yeah, and I think they sort of they because they think it's an abandoned world, and then they find these things and they're like, oh, this is going to help us even more. Yeah, because we can see if it actually works on living creatures, yeah. Yeah, very scary. Well, Wookie, that was a really, really good quiz. And it's fun to sort of see how what people watch inspires them to, to when they go back and watch things. Because I briefly mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I watched Emperor's New Groove yesterday evening. You did. It was very yes. good. I just... I don't know. I just wanted to watch a film with Izzy. I think we'd watched part of it another day and then we finished it off yesterday. And it's just a good film. Just sort of going back. It's very simple. It's Emperor's New Clothes, but what if he didn't go naked, he turned to a llama because it's a kid's film and we cannot draw an animated dick. This is Disney. We can't. We, we can't. simply can't. They'll sue us. Everyone will sue us. Everyone. Everyone who watches it will sue us. It'll be like when we can't afford that. there was that Pokemon episode that had people had seizures. It will everyone will just come for Disney and they'll lose their top spot as everyone went for Pokemon and now look at where Pokemon is. Failed. Gone. No one talks about Rip, Pokemon apart. Rip Pokemon. Pokemon I'm dead. And but also then we have to go well, we can't just end it with the guy walking around naked or walking around as a llama. We've got to show this guy can be redeemed. Let's teach people. We've got, we've also got to expand the story because the story Emperor's New Clothes can be told in five minutes if you're a good reader. This needs to last for a half an hour, an hour you and a half. You even speed run the uh, the entirety of the story. Just so like, we've got to get meow. this out. And and do they what they deliver? Very good. A tight cast, but a banging cast. Right, perfect villain Isma, evil, a little bit not good at her job. But yeah. just just good enough that she's a th- she's a threat, but not so good that she just wins. Kronk, best character Disney has ever made. Kronk, a star sidekick, <laughs> so good. The Patrick Warburton impressions in this household. We haven't even watched Emperor's New Groove ever, I think. But the Patrick Warburton impressions are off the chain. Like, oh yeah, let's all come together. There's so many memes. I'm like, the, it's all coming together. The sort of oh, the yeah. meme it's like me when it's all coming together. Oh yeah, it's all coming together. Oh yeah, it's all it's all coming together. Hey, you tried my spinach puffs. It's just every single line that comes out of that himbo's mouth is always what you expect. He really he really is a himbo. He he's the blueprint for a himbo. He's buff, clearly. He's dumb, apart from the times when he isn't, but he's mostly dumb. He's, and he's kind. But he knows he knows about nature and uh, loves squeak, things. Squeak, squeak, squeaker. Uh, <laughs> squeakity, squeakity, squeak, squeaker. Just he can talk to a squirrel. And then uh, Cusco <laughs> is is this lovable asshole. Just 
constantly doing the wrong thing, but also I gotta you gotta root for the guy just a little bit. At least yeah, I do. You, you, you compared your D&D character Hermes to, to him, or at least I did in my head and imagined that it was you that had said it to justify my feelings. I think I did say, I said that. And then like, I don't know who, I don't know who Kronk, would, 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 uh, would Yannick I said Kronk? Yannick, yeah. I, I, Just because yeah. he's dumb and strong and kind. And um, so... And, and, and then Pacha obviously plays a great heel to Cusco. And I, I just think that it all, it all ties together in a very neat way. It's a very quick plot. As I said, it's only an hour and a half long. It's animated and it takes a, has a lot of fun with that animated pre- premise. It's not, it's not like, say, Beauty and the Beast or Aladdin, where it feels like you're just watching a cartoonized version of an otherwise fairly real world with rules. Mm, like apart yeah, from the- you've got a singing clock, it's and an, like a magic carpet. But you know what I mean? Like the, the the times when it like changes to the map that that they're following. That sort of thing. Yeah, or there, there's so much cartoon physics. Like they, no one falls to their death. You can fall as far as you want, and you will survive, despite by something happening. I like if 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 there was an RPG for playing like Disney animated films, that would be like one of the rules. Is like no matter how far you fall, something is at the bottom to catch you. You fall into water. You fall onto a traveling uh, mattress salesman. Someone's just ordered a trampoline, and yeah, it's someone's there. just ordered a trampoline, and there it is. Um, there's and always something. You get caught by a especially bouncy tree that's growing sideways off a cliff, and flings you back up. And so, I don't want to talk too much about Emperor's New Groove because honestly, there's not too much more to say other than just go and watch it. There's no point recapping it because then what would be the point? You'd miss out on stuff. And so, I want to give it a good, good. I love that film. I, and... I'm going to have to agree with you. I'm I'm going to propose that we watch Emperor's New Groove tonight. You've just because I it's. It's you're you're so right, Hambo. It's absolutely a good, good film. That is going on the spreadsheet right now as we speak. I'm doing I'm doing it because I because also I've been wanting to watch some more Disney films because my one of my favorite board games at the moment and has been for a little while is a game called Disney's Villainous, where you just play as different Disney villains and your goal is to act out is basically to enact that villain's evil plot. And it's really cool because each villain is unique. Uh, I've just got an expansion for my birthday and there is an expansion. I've also got my aunt that includes Yzma and she has some special rules where she's trying to find Cusco. And I think just, just, and I was just, I was just thinking about Emperor's New Groove so much. that I, I wanted to watch it. And then the other thing that I've been doing this week, we, we did a bit about it at the beginning of the podcast. We haven't talked about it properly is yeah, I did get an Oculus Quest 2 and Wilkie, it, this has become the thing where I most want lockdown to end because of this headset okay because i now i just want everyone that i know to be able to to do vr and give it a go i'd i'd love to give it a go it it's it looks so cool i i i don't know what i would do in vr because i i don't think i could do beat saber uh i i could probably give some of the easier levels a go but i've done rhythm games before and i've never quite cracked them maybe it's different like is is there a massive difference like other than the obvious difference that it's in VR, like between playing a game in VR and playing game, I what's what, what, what am I asking? I don't know what I'm asking. How 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 different is it? I'd say that the big difference is that it feels. It, I think VR is able to get away with a lot of things because it's so much more immersive. So I'm a bit like you. I I like the idea of rhythm games, but I'm not particularly great at them. I I think I'm, I'm a somewhat musical person, but 
particularly like the cool thing about rhythm games is being able to do them super duper fast because you know when you look at someone playing something like Guitar Hero all they're doing is strumming away a plastic guitar it's not actually that impressive but then when you see someone that's doing something that's coming lightning fast towards them you think that's when it becomes impressive yeah or something like um uh i remember at at my secondary school i did uh writing society and what writing society was was you got access to a computer room for half an hour on a certain a certain day and uh the thing that most people would do is they go in there and they play games instead of writing uh and a, uh, this guy who sat in front of me would always play osu uh osu is like a like a, a rhythm game where uh circles appear on the screen you have to click them in in order and like they get faster oh, i've seen and, that yeah i yeah, remember what, watching him play osu uh was was incredible he was so fast so yeah like yeah they're very impressive and it, it's you, you feel like you want to be good at them because like and i i'm not without rhythm i have i've I've been told i have good rhythm i, I had too. to step in i had to step in as the the drummer not like on a drum kit but on like a bongo between my legs for like a little band when i was doing my exchange trip in canada uh i had to step in on on the drums and i was told i had good rhythm by the teacher good who's who's uh who's uh, the teacher's the, the music teacher at this school his name was mr barbershop and i was certain that his name was mr barbershop which is like the name of a cartoon <laughs> music teacher because his name is Mr. Barbershop. Yes, uh, no. he's got three other brothers. They yeah. are the Barbershop Quartet. <laughs> no, uh, but it was, yeah, Barber. It was also quite funny because it's a double-barreled, I think, like Barber, like our friend, and then S-H-A-W-N, but which also means to have your hair cut. So that, that <laughs> there's, there's layers. Mr. Barber Sean. I hadn't thought of that at all, but you're... Oh, that's so funny. He he messed up. He should have gone into the the hairdressing business. Yeah, it'd be like um, that scene from uh from the office. Is like, what's your dentist's name? Crentis. What's your hairdresser's name? Uh, Mister Barber Sean. It's like, oh, those are both words for cutting hair. Well, maybe that's why I became a hairdresser. Anyway, you want to talk about the Oculus Quest? Yeah. So I think I think then though when it becomes VR and you're doing something like Beat Saber, sort of going back to it being impressive, it feels a lot cooler because you aren't strumming away a plastic thing to you when you're watching it you are sort of slicing at these blocks as they come towards you and it and like your whole vision everywhere you look you're in this this tunnel like space uh, and it feels very real for that reason even though you know you look down you can't see yourself you just sort of lose yourself in the music the moment in the moment yeah like eminem uh you better never let it go and that's that's why it's so much fun and so and it's that same feeling for a lot of these games. You just sort of get caught up in it. I've been playing. So Beat Saber is one of these games. I've got this rhythm game. I've got another game that's super called Super Hot, which Ooh, people yeah. might have seen not in VR. Uh, anyone that doesn't know, time only moves when you move. And so you're putting these encounters where you've got to take out various enemies with that have their weapons and they're coming at you. They're trying to shoot you. Their bullets and everything only move when you do, but you've sort of got to plan it out. So you sort of duck out the way. So you're not going to get shot. Then you can fire off at them, chuck a hammer at them and sort of move to then make the hammer progress towards them. It's it's so much fun to to play something like that. But then you get caught, caught up in it and it's like you just sort of like see a bullet coming towards you. And it can be this moment of fear, this honest moment of terror. And then you get shot. It's like, ah, oh, like it just 
does a yeah, big like sound a, and... like a what is it a deer in the headlights yeah like that yeah the, those sorts of things being so much more real are like almost what i'm scared of about vr like like the the fun thing about uh because i I've, I've still been playing a lot of breath of the wild i recently uh got all of the great fairies i i, re- I did var rudonia the other day var, var rudonia a big lizard um but like the fun thing about that is that like it's it's all like third person and like i can move the camera and like a, like it's obviously not me but if if i were playing breath of the wild in first person vr and i saw a guardian coming at me i would i would not be able to hold my cool as i drew an ancient arrow to shoot it in the eye i would <laughs> i would lose my marbles hamish there are some of those moments where i have lost my marbles uh, a game i had to review for work and the the sort of the origin of a tweet I put out about how I wish they could just be a summon couch button in any video game <laughs> is that was a good uh, tweet. That was a really good tweet. Is a game called Wraith: The Oblivion Afterlife, which is set in the world of darkness. If you've heard of something like Vampire: The Masquerade and those, oh yeah. yeah, 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 it's the same world, same universe. So very cool. Modern fantasy horror, uh, and the reason oh, it's got it's... such a long name is it's based on an RPG, yeah, called Wraith: The Oblivion. So they then have to add a dash afterlife to show this is a different game. Because it's it's Vampire the Masquerade, Wraith the Oblivion, something to something. That's quite cool. Werewolf the Moon or something. The <laughs> And that is terrifying because it's... I, I like horror games like Resident Evil where, yes, you're put up against monsters and sometimes there are these insurmountable threats. But you've got a shotgun. Like that, the big guy. Is, there's like, like a big yeah, guy. Mr. X, I think is his name. He just walks uh, towards you. You can't escape yeah, him. Yeah, you can't really escape him, but you have a shotgun and particularly it's not super long and there are these safe zones. So you kind of got this ebb and flow and you're not first person. I'm sure if he was coming towards me in, in VR, I would wreck it. I would just <laughs> te- be terrified. But this game, there are no guns. It's a typical horror adventure. You've got to explore a mansion, work out why you were killed in this sort of weird cult thing. You're caught between life and death and there are these specters and they just want you extra dead. Double and dead. So you have to like hide behind objects and creep around. The, the scariest part is you've got a, you can hide in closets and you can put it in front of you, but it has slight gaps in. So you can see the wraith just stood there and you're sort of holding your breath, waiting for it to pass by. Oh, because the, the headset has a microphone, doesn't it? Does it? Does it listen? If you make a noise, can they hear you? I don't know. I... I was, it was definitely those moments though, where even though I know I could just go whoop and take the headset off, I felt so trapped in the moment. I was like, I'm just, I'm not doing anything. I'm just going to let it, let it do its business, leave. And then I'm going to buck it across the room. And then it hears you because you run. You've, you've not been stealthy. You've just gone clump, 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 clump. <laughs> it turns around and chases you. And you get double deaded and you got to start again. And but there are there's some great moments like um another game that might be more everyone's speed is a game called Vacation Simulator. So like Job Simulator, if you've heard of that one, and you just gotta help people out and there are these little robot characters that come and talk to you. And I will find myself talking back to them, being sassy, even though they can't hear me. I'm just being like, get your own fucking ice cream, yeet it at them. <laughs> like it's so much fun because cause the best thing in VR is picking something up and throwing it. Cause in real life, you can't do that. You very rarely can you just yeet something as much as you want vr is like hey all those inhibitions you've had do it there's annoying kids just pull out a vr slingshot and just ping them in the face 
Well, because of course, when when you throw something in VR, I imagine what you're really doing is going to be like Wii bowling, right? You're going to hold on to a button to hold it and then let go to throw it. Yeah. So the control, this is the right controller. Uh, so it's got this sort of circular top, and then there's two buttons. There's a trigger at the back, and there's a tr there's a trigger on the side. So if you want to hold it, you pull in both, and then as yeah, as you throw it, you would let go. Uh, but it's got this on, and you can sort of hold it in other ways, so you don't just yeet your controller. You've got to be classic. so careful, though, I imagine. You've got to be so careful not to actually yeet your controller. And yeah, some games do hand tracking as well. So if you can, if you want to point in certain games, you just hold the side button, but you wouldn't be holding the trigger. So it's like you're pointing at something. And if you sort of get in the mood for it all, it feels so, it feels like you're in it. And that's why it's so much fun. And it's gaming in an entirely different way than I think most people are used to. And so even though the games maybe aren't as high quality in certain ways, you know, it wouldn't, these sort of things wouldn't fly on an Xbox or a P PS5. You can have so much more fun doing this because you're in the moment. Like you, when I block an attack and until we fall, that's not me like watching an, a character hold up a sword. I am holding up a sword and then swinging with it back at this character. That's so like much cooler. Yeah. Doing like, cool like, Xbox and PC and PlayStation, right? Uh, obviously, the big rivalry, but like fundamentally, that's you have a like an input device and a screen, and then there's the rest of everything around you. VR is is a whole different game. I was gonna say ball game, but they're not all ball games. Some of them are like fighting games. A yeah. whole different game. Very good. Whole different video game. And so yeah, I just so want uh, lockdown to end because I want to be able to play this with people i want to be able to put it on someone's head and be like give this a go i had some friends over at the weekend uh we were outside in the garden eating pizza it was awesome first time we've been able to see each other in months because it's back to sort of rule of six style stuff and i so wished i could sort of say come inside i've pushed all the stuff out of my my living room to give me a big huge space we'll put this headset on and you'll have so much fun but then obviously sharing something that goes on your face probably not the smartest idea no. particularly right oh. now but it's I so wish we could do it. And there are a few, they actually suggested a couple of ideas. At some point, I'd like to take it outside because then that'd be such a massive play Whoa. area. That'd be good. That'd be really good. Just someone watching you in your garden, like creeping around, be like, oh no, the wraith. Yeah, because uh, I've got the quest. So it's not, it's wireless, it's standalone, it's it's pretty decent and it's, it's fairly decently priced. It's only like, I'd say only 300 pounds, but that's compared to the others, which can be like, 600 plus and then you need a pc on top of that so you're yeah. spending like a grand if not way more so but otherwise yeah vr so much good good i knew it was meant <laughs> to be fun but it, it it's it's if you like gaming or even if you're not a big fan of gaming it this probably fixes a lot of the problems you might have with it there are a few little issues like uh in games like wraith where you're exploring this huge haunted mansion that obviously you can't actually be there. You do have to move around with the analog stick sometimes. And whilst it has these features to sort of vignette the camera so it, you don't get as motion sickness, it will make you feel sick a little bit. So you can't do super long play sessions. But other games like Beat Saber or where they have a smaller map, like Vacation Simulator, and you can physically move, no problems because yeah there's it's you are moving as much in the world as you think you are well yeah a, a good good for vr there i really want to try vr the thing i want to try in vr is uh i want to 
do tabletop simulator in VR and play D&D and be able to oh. swap like if you could swap between like a a perspective of the table like a real player and then swap into the eyes of your character and look around at, at ground level um because like I can imagine playing like a like a fighter like a you know like like Rowena from the the Godless Land game like a like an archer uh, or, or like like Renner from our game, and like looking and like finding a target in the distance, and like like judging maybe if they have cover, and like finding a character, finding an enemy that you can like get an angle on, and going for them. That'd be so cool yeah. if you could see it from ground level. I think stuff like that could be really cool, and I think there's definitely the potential as VR gets more popular, as more people can get these these headsets. That there is the opportunity to do things like that, and particularly when we've become so much more used this year to having to hang out virtually, the potential for being able to then augment hangouts using virtual stuff feels like it's a bit easier to do. Like so many, like when I, I was reporting on tech quite a bit recently, so many improvements on tech for this year when they've been coming out with new iterations are things to make video calling easier. Like I think that was something that for like, I watched the Apple event uh, the the spring loaded event uh, for work last week and yeah pretty much everything was like this helps with this has a better speaker this uh, has uh, a way so you won't talk over each other as much this does this this does that and it was it, like every pretty much every single product was like this will help you with video calls and you yeah. can tell obviously that's something they want to focus on I, I I hope that this 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 focus on on yeah like improving the the quality of of online interactions goes up because obviously. Uh, like, obviously, we haven't been able to see each other, like us and our our friendship group, because of COVID. But like, we're all gonna move away eventually, and like, we're all gonna find different places in the country, different places in the world to to, to live. So, you know, living like everyone living in different cities and having jobs isn't gonna be too different to everyone having to stay inside because of COVID when it comes to things like our D and D games. So, yeah, I mean, and we already live in like different parts of the country. Yeah, some yeah, like it's, some it's our friends not like, live. Like yeah. yes, in London, some of our friends live wherever. I don't know. I don't know where people live. It's not like we could play in person anyway. So so yeah, I, I hope that, that that continues because it'll be staying staying in touch with people who who don't live near you is is really important and it's it's nice. It's it's a a, a, a positive side effect of COVID is that is that that's been improved. Seeing people is good good. Yes, it's seeing seeing your friends is good good. But when it's safe, Hamish, you've virtually augmented this hangout and and we hope that we've virtually augmented whatever you've been doing while listening to this podcast of course we have to record uh over discord because because of, because of covid and that but we're doing our best we're keeping the content flowing and uh and we we hope that you've enjoyed listening as always we would like to say thank you to Storyblocks, who provide World Goes Wild, our theme tune. We'd like to ask you, the listeners, to, uh, if you're listening on YouTube, uh, hi YouTube, uh, leave a comment down below. What was the what was your favourite bit? Did you did you keep score in the quiz? What did you get in the quiz? Give us a like, give us a subscribe. Uh, if you, While you're on your computer, head over to twitch.tv slash boyreview. We, uh, we stream there. Hamish streams uh, mostly Fortnite, uh, on Wednesdays at 7.30, check in there to see some good Fortnite content. Uh, I finally hit 20 followers, and hey. I'm going to try and start doing a second stream. 
I'm trying to pin down a day where I can like consistently do it. Saturday feels like quite a good day. Just trying to work things out. Well, we'll see. You can check in and see what we find. If you're listening on your phone, try and leave us a review. Uh, if hopefully there's a little review button somewhere on your podcatcher app, uh, and see see where that takes you and leave us a review. If if you don't think we've earned a five star review yet, that is completely fine. Uh, tell us what we can do to improve and because uh, it's still relatively early days you know we, we might this might be episode 34 but you know we're we're still learning we've we're still learning every day if you want to get in touch with us uh the best way is to use the hashtag boy review on twitter uh and that will bring uh my attention to your tweet uh and i will mention it on the show if it's uh if it's appropriate to mention uh if you want it to be mentioned and i think that's all we have to say at the end of the show here which means that it's a goodbye from me it's a goodbye from me and And it's it's a a good good goodbye goodbye from us bye